You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the mind of the meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and I am so happy to be back with the man behind the mind of the blue meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind, man? I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) (laughs) Reunited, and it feels so good. Daddy's home. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. Thank welcome you. Back. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We kept your seat warm. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm sorry, everybody, that we were off for two weeks, but I wasn't able to be here. And uh, <laughs> I know that, you know, what's mind of the meaning without me, right? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah fuck me. Yeah. I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you and Adam did uh, Adam Bernard who uh, filled in for me, kept my seat nice and warm and wet, which is weird. Um, But uh, he did an amazing job. Uh, It was so fun to get to actually enjoy the show as a listener. Um, He was the uh, Dick Sergeant to your Dick York. Well, there uh, (laughs) were a lot of dicks. Um, But I dream uh, of meaning. No, it was a blast, though. It was so much. Here we go. Oh, I thought you were queuing up. <laughs> uh, it's a new one. Oh, dear God. I just haven't been able to trim it. So, um, <laughs> that's what you need Manscaped for. And they're sponsoring today's episode, promo code MEANY20. Um, we'll get to that a little later. Got to clean that whistle out. Dear God, man. I, uh, I got to tell you, um, I listened uh, to the episode last week and... Uh, for those of you who happened to have missed last week for maybe the one person who was like, Josh isn't here. I'm not listening. Um, it was, uh, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of gas. Um, yes. And, uh, I'm proud of you because we've been talking for what feels like 75 weeks, um, yeah. about, uh, about you just needing to go in and fire up the roadcaster and, uh, first thing in the morning and just bang them out. And, uh, yeah. and I'm so proud of you. Meanie. I followed your advice. Your, your very sage advice on, uh, how to ruin a perfectly good, uh, podcast, Mike, <laughs> and, uh, first thing in the morning. And, uh, dude, I swear to God, I gotta, I gotta figure out a night where, you know, I'm drinking some lagers 
and yeah. come in the next morning and you'll see the fucking microphone fly through the wall and it just but uh yeah man it's just uh you know experimenting you know trying not to not not to lose the magic you know bending over to turn on the <laughs> broadcaster like you know, you know you, but, just gotta uh, keep, you, you just have to keep it on just move it into your bedroom that's the next yeah. step move it into your bedroom just have it set up ready to go yeah. it's on it's recording <laughs> um, it's like you know, when uh you know they they uh try to you know like a band will go into a house and try to record in different rooms you know like the chili peppers you know <laughs> oh let's go to a haunted house oh let's go to a house that smells like mimi's farts and yeah. uh do some magic um speaking of magic you uh and i'm not talking about calvin tan um but there we are uh i thought the last two weeks, considering you guys had never even met each other before, you and Adam, uh, oh. it was magic. It was podcast magic. And I, I you know, <laughs> you and I Thank were talking you. a little bit, and uh, it's just kind of like, I feel like there are some fans that were maybe made by the, the, the chemistry between the two of you who are, while I'm sure they're happy to have me back, are like, eh, kind of <laughs> miss that, that, that Adam guy. So we decided, you know, it's episode 75. Um, yeah. And when you're really building up to a main event at a WrestleMania, uh, who doesn't love when you inject that third person into the main event and turn it into a triple threat? <laughs> so right now, we are going to welcome my co-host for the evening, Mr. Adam Bernard. Welcome back to the mind of the meanie. <laughs> stepdaddy's here too how's yeah. it going everybody oh man this is one of those awkward family dinners <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like it man thank you guys so much for having me i uh i appreciate oh, being back here i'm adjusting so i can uh, be nice and framed in I'm so sure you're thanks I'm a, a lot guys. guy t-shirt you know they sell a i'm a josh Chernoff guy uh over, over at wrestlingtees.com right yeah slash so so Chernoff. i'm gonna have to pick one up for sure because i need a, <laughs> i need a shirt from real dad it's also in so. your contract yeah, that's true too. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we're glad to here. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate. It. I, I I will enjoy being the Daniel Bryan uh, in your uh, triple threat WrestleMania tonight. Um, I'm excited <laughs> to be back again, uh, and I got to say at the top too, I really appreciate you guys uh, trusting me uh, with the keys to Mini's car uh, and and steering the ship in the right direction while Josh was out in uh, on assignment. I believe you were in Colombia, correct? I know Mini and I had some questions about. Yeah, I was at, I was were. getting that stem cell stuff done. See, I told you, <laughs> I knew that's what he was doing. I knew it. Yeah, no, I see. Look, I thought I thought you were getting a colonic, and here you're getting stem cells, and you know, it's just it's fantastic. Who so says it's great. I wasn't it's getting both? Um, <laughs> yeehaw, so, yeehaw, sailor. It was uh, no, it, you know what? I, I really appreciate, um, in all sincerity, I appreciate you you filling in. Um, you know, the, the, I don't know how much, uh, cause you know, full disclosure, I didn't listen to the whole episode. Um, but, uh, I don't know if, if it was brought up at all or if my name ever came up, but, um, you know, you, you had had me on your show before, uh, if you want to plug that show. Yeah. Foundation radio, uh, foundation at foundationradio.net, And you can follow me at FND radio pod on Twitter. You didn't want to spring for that.com. Did you? Um, I tried, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> It's expensive. Um, the guy was like, pay me, pay me a Bitcoin. I'm like, you know, forget it, whatever. Yeah, like, I don't know what a Bitcoin is. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, no, you know, um, 
I walked away from that that show being like, man, that was a really fun interview. Like he was really good uh, at doing this and kind of you know leading the ship. And uh, you know, it was important to me to not. We talked off air that the 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 kiss of death on a podcast is the oh you know we're off this week we're not going to be you know and I just didn't I certainly did not want to be the reason for the mind of the meanie to have to not be here and and we have such an amazing uh, following of our pod squad members and of course our Patreon members um, uh, who you know we have so many of them with us right now live while we record this and that's a super fun thing for us and for them. Uh, and I didn't want it because of my schedule to take that away from them or take that away from Meanie. Um, so it was really cool that, you know, I, I thought of you and, and it was, uh, I'm glad you were able to do it. And I know, I know you guys had a blast and uh, more so than anything, you guys had great chemistry, which again, just because you're really good at what you do didn't mean necessarily that you guys would have good chemistry. So that was really exciting uh, to see. Cause I'm giving my two week no, no, uh. no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I need a little more prep time. No, I, uh, I thought the same thing too. You know, I, I, I have always, and I've said this to me before and I, and I've talked to you about it. It's just, I have this natural curiosity in life for pretty much everything. And I'm always constantly wanting to know as much about a specific topic or uh, in an individual as I possibly can. Um, so it just kind of talking to people comes naturally to me. Um, and I really enjoyed our episode, obviously, because we bonded on, you know, like action figures and wrestling and, you know, that episode we did together was, was one of my favorites. And then having this opportunity to hang out with the blue mini is just, it's just fucking incredible. So, uh, I really appreciate all that feedback. Um, I'm also glad that I was able to help usher in a new era of the essence of mini farts on the roadcaster. Oh, man. Um, I, I don't know if I've laughed that hard in a long time. Um, some of those farts were absolutely just, it, it was like the first time I heard Mozart in some respect. It was the, 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 the essence of meaning, um, was just incredible, but no, in all seriousness, I, I really appreciate that. And then I, uh, I really have had a great time. So I'm excited to be here again. Well, we're happy to have you here. Uh, is Meany starting to feel like a third wheel? Oh no, man, this is no. good. <laughs> Meanie, Meanie, what's on your mind? Talk. I feel like we're just we're just like no, hey, hey, this takes pressure off of me, man. I'm, uh, I'm the lucky Pierre in this man sandwich over here. Uh, right the, right in the middle. Uh, no, no, dude, it was great. Um, you know, it, like you said, chemistry is a big thing, and there's uh, you know, you, you do some interviews, and as soon as like the first uh comes out of somebody's mouth, you're like, oh. It's just going to wrap, but like, like uh, me and Adam start talking and it was just like the first time we started doing this, but you know, me and Josh started talking and uh, now it, before we know we were wrapping up, I was like, Oh shit. Well, that was painless. That was, yeah. that was fun. You know, I would, you know, and uh, just like every episode. So it's just, uh, like I said, I want to do something that's fun uh, where we're just shooting the shit a uh, little bit different than every, any other podcast that's out there where people, you know, are kind of painted themselves in the corner where they have to talk about certain things. Right. I love the fact that we could just talk about anything. And, uh, you know, the three of us, I think, uh, very like-minded. We, we could talk, basically talk about anything. And that's important, you know, especially, you know, we've got people who are looking for, you know, a podcast, a podcast that's a good travel companion and, you know, somewhere people feel like they're in on the easy listening on the conversation that's happening in the room with them instead of listening to a show that's happening far away. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for 
I know you, I know you guys worked really hard behind the scenes, uh, you know, getting the uh, equipment, you know, Josh, you, you helped Adam with the equipment that we use for the show and the logins and everything like that. And you're giving me updates and stills and breakdowns and it, it felt like a, a normal week, man. And that, that's a testament to the hard work you guys put on behind the scenes. Well, I, pre- I appreciate that. Um, and yeah. you know, it, I, it was, there were some behind the scenes, fun things our Patreon members got to see. And, uh, and if you, if, you watch the episode on patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. If you watch the episode, but you were like, you know, Oh, I didn't miss anything in the beginning. Go back and just check it out again from the feet, from the Patreon feed. Um, because I believe you have a bit of the, uh, there's a good five minutes of you guys. Just like I texted Josh, but where is he? I don't know. Where he is. I'm not hearing from him. And uh, I was panicked. I was literally like, "Oh fuck! What am I gonna do?" Oh man! This soon, show live. So I was driving, and all no of a sudden, goddamn I know. All of a sudden, I'm just like, "Oh shit!" It's like six thirty-five or something, and uh, so I pulled over to the side of the road, and uh, and then you know we got it going. But uh, thank thankfully, you know, technology nowadays, I could kind of get that stuff going. Cause uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I still posted it to, to the Patreon group. Um, man, man, was that hard work. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, you know, it, it was, uh, it was so comforting to know uh, cause you can teach people. I've worked with people where I've tried to teach them, you know, programs I've used equipment I've used and, you know, and I've had some where they just kind of knock it out of the park. They learn it quickly and they can do it. And then there's other times where I'm just like, you know, I'm live on air. Maybe I'm not like when I do this stuff with fight. Um, you know, we've had experiences where some people have not been able to use the, the equipment that I use. And then I'm like, all right, I got to find somebody else. This doesn't work. Um, so it was it was refreshing to know that uh, that, you know, I don't want anybody to think that it's easy what I do. I like people to think it's difficult, but um, but it's easy. <laughs> lots of yeah. lots of coding and, and yeah. specific like in, in inputs of all kinds of crazy Absolutely. complicated. There's lots of wires and uh, and you know colors color schemes. And, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, origami in there too. It's a very complex. But hey, Meanie. Yes. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, oh, James Sorensen's here. He says, uh, uh, "Hey, how's Al Snow doing?" Al is waiting because today. Is episode 75, and we will not be forgetting Al Snow. He is going to join us a little bit later. Uh, he is just enjoying himself in the green room right now. And, uh, yeah, yeah uh, so we will get to him, uh, but Al will be here, and we are so excited for that. Uh, there is huh. no chance we forget. Um, no, none. None at all. But I wanted to ask you, so this past weekend uh, was uh, – this past week into the weekend – was kind of monumental for pro wrestling and yeah. uh, and Meanie, you've wrestled before, so I wanted to get your opinion on uh That's what they does. call it. And, yeah. and, and also I, I I really want to get um yeah. Slickter just sent me a uh a t shirt uh design. We'll share this with the uh <laughs> <laughs> It is so fantastic. Beautiful. Uh, so beautiful. there'll be a, there'll be a not Josh T-shirt coming up on uh, on <laughs> on uh, pro wrestling tees. I, I think um, Slichter. I think was, he's a little behind on these things because um, 
he had a road uh, trip. He was gallivanting yeah. um, around the world. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, so much stuff. And Meanie, one of the things I wanted to say was almost, I, I think, kind of like a congratulations is in order. When you look at the, uh, the graduates from, uh, from the Monster Factory, they yeah. you had a hand in their careers, and uh, that had to be, you know, I want to hear all about it, but that specifically uh, with Damian Priest winning the U.S. title and with uh, Riddle winning the tag title, like that had to be like a, a, a proud moment for you. You know, it's just, uh, you were just talking about like how, you know, teaching people how to use your equipment and stuff like that could be, they could either pick it up real easy or they get, it could be frustrating. And you could equate the, the, the same logic to coaching and wrestling. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm so proud of Damian Priest. Uh, very, so very proud of Matt Riddle. Um, I had a hand in both careers. Uh, not, I can't take full credit. You know, we're, we're a village over there at the Monster Factory. It's me, Danny Cage, QT Marshall, uh, Wild Bill Wiles, and I think I said Danny Cage. Um, but yeah, dude, um, it was two different situations too because uh, Damian Priest had been wrestling for a little bit uh, before I met him. He had been in the business maybe 10 years before I got to him. So it was kind of like, and well, and also with Riddle, he had been doing UFC. So in both cases, I kind of had to help rewire. If I could use a technical term, I had to rewire their motherboards, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, that was just break some old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was just uh, teaching. I like to say I'm, I'm more of a life coach mm-hmm. in the business. You know, those guys had the tools. It's just a matter of pointing out their strengths and stuff like that with uh well damien kfa brother uh you know he it was just a matter of give helping build him some confidence because he had been in business for a bit and he kind of fell out of love with the business but coming back to the monster factory under danny cage kind of reignited that and getting to talk to him about life in wrestling life in wwe and all that stuff and uh funny thing is he had a little when he had a, a tryout down at the performance center, he came back. He's like, dude, everything you told me happened. <laughs> just shit <laughs> to expect. And then, uh, you know, I, when I first met Riddle, it was just a matter of reprogramming him from the world of MMA to pro wrestling, where in MMA, it's forward, 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 forward. You know, don't sell, don't sell, don't sell. You know, because if you sell, people know where to take advantage you had to reply you know uh teach him take a breath how to sell all that stuff and uh i remember he he came up to me and said hey uh how's this look you know i, I, I think about doing that and it just like this, i don't even know what it is it's like an mma thing i was like it's fucking brutal but uh you might not want to do that in the first two minutes of the match <laughs> he's like oh, okay bro uh, and uh you know just uh just a joy just a, ple- a pleasure. I mean, like you said, like there's people I've coached that get it. And then there's sometimes there's people you coach and you think they're going to get it. And then just do something to shit the bed. And it's just like, oh, man, come on. But I'm, I'm, I'm a proud coach, you know, uh, between Priest, Riddle, Macklin, and Impact, Steve Macklin, yep. uh, LSG, and Ring of Honor, uh, you know, uh, I got uh, Ian Riccoboni and Rick, Ring of Honor. 
you know, he doesn't wrestle, but like I've taught him the inner workings of like how to do a promo interview people and the psychology of what to ask and when to ask that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, this weekend, which we're talking about, uh, to watch Riddle win the tag belts back to back with Damian Priest winning the United States title against a former monster factory student in Seamus, mm-hmm. uh, was, it was really cool. You know, it's a very special, um, now, there's a lot of good coaches out there, and uh, I'm I'm proud to say, you know, myself and the the folks at Monster Factory were well represented this weekend. Meaning, so, I have a question awesome. for you. Since you were talking about uh, Riddle and yeah. you know, I guess reprogramming somebody, I was just thinking about this while and reflecting while you were talking. Um, so I thought about this too with like Conor McGregor when he stepped into the boxing world, right? You know, he's an MMA guy. He's fighting literally with his hands, throwing shoot punches. Mm-hmm. How difficult was it for you coaching Matt Riddle coming from that world? Or even, you know, I mean, maybe like a Brock Lesnar coming back from US, UFC, coming back into WWE. How difficult is it for these guys to reprogram themselves or just program out of that shoot fighting style into throwing, you know, uh, a working punch? Like, was that was that a difficult process for him to do that? I think it helped that Riddle was a fan to begin with and that, you know, he grew up diehard wrestling fan and had done his uh, share of you know the backyard wrestling and or going into you know anytime he was near a boxing ring or whatever they would do uh some uh not backyard man it's just like you know imitating what they see in the wrestling ring but doing it in the boxing ring so i think he had a good uh mind for how to uh in wrestling the best thing to do is think shoot act work he he, he had a good uh, gauge for his strengths and when to pull back and not go full force because there's a lot of times when you're sparring too and when you know where your partners where you know you want to try stuff out but you don't want to kill your your sparring partner too because you'll run out of sparring partners so uh yeah it it, it, it it was it helped that he was already a fan and that he had already dabbled in doing the uh the backyard like wrestling and stuff like that so uh I, uh, they did WWE did a special on him called Arrival, uh, and they came to the Monster Factory. And they interviewed me, Danny, and uh, Riddle up there. And I said it on that special, and I'll say it again. Um, when I went to WWE, I did a, a Dory Funk dojo, and one of the guys in my class was Kurt Angle. And everybody knows Kurt Angle and how quickly he picked up the wrestling business. And to me, Riddle picked up the wrestling business just as quick as, as Kurt Angle. Now he like Kurt shot up like a rocket was in the world title contention. I mean, Angle started wrestling. He went to Memphis for a little bit, did some Indies in Pittsburgh and then started doing the funk dojos. And then he, you know, started doing dark matches. And then once he hit TV within like a year, year and a half, he was in the, the world title, uh, contention. It's a little bit different for Riddle now because he started training at the factory, doing factory shows, then got signed by WWE, or he he started doing the uh, uh, Gabe Sapolsky's Evolve and stuff like that, and he went a little bit of a different route. But as far as picking up the mental aspect of this business, like a Kurt, Ang- he's right up there with Kurt Angle, you know, a shooter who just, you know, uh, you know, just pick up the little intricacies of this business. And we, as you've seen, we've seen by people who've done the crossover before, 
just because you have all the physical ability, the entertainment part of it is the hardest part, you know, just uh, have having character and stuff like that. Riddles and natural ham. If you watch it, some of his, uh, his UFC interviews from, uh, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Well, he was on the, uh, the first, he won his season of the ultimate fighter season seven, uh, scored the fastest knockout. He, he won his first UFC, his first MMA match ever in record time, maybe 10 seconds, knocked the guy out, broke his jaw, him in an ambulance. He won that season, but like he start, went on to start doing the, uh, the UFC shows and he was, he, he was, he was cutting promos in the post game press conferences where, uh, you know, there he was talking about, he was, he was fighting in England and a fan over in England spitting the spit laying it right in his mouth. And he's like, I was like, yo, bro, I hate these butter tooth Brits. <laughs> you know, just, just cut me. He's like, and he's saying this stuff and Dana White's like in tears. It's all over YouTube, you know, uh, Matt Riddle, UFC, uh, England, you know, press conference, you look it up, but he's like, he's just going away on this kind of stream of consciousness. That's, uh, it's very pro wrestling. So you knew he was going to be made for this business. Um, we have to talk about the CM Punk return. Uh, that yeah. kind of broke the broke the internet, um, broke pro wrestling tees, uh, which yeah. is a shame because I think we had a run of like a hundred thousand people were coming to buy some Mind of the Meanie merch, and uh, yeah, no, uh, Phil down. Um, uh, but yeah, um, so CM Punk is back, Meanie. What were your what were your thoughts worst on kept, that? Yeah, I know. Worst it's like, kept. Um, I, you know, Adam and I talked a little bit when it happened. I think we texted back and forth a little bit about it. And, uh, yeah. and both were kind of on the same page of wishing it had been at the end of the show. Um, and my only thought, like, uh, don't get me wrong. I have no complaints about it. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it was top to bottom. It was, it was excellent. My only feeling was the crowd was emotionally exhausted afterwards and a crowd makes a match as we've seen over a year and a half of a, <laughs> of the Thunderdome. Um, you know, the crowd can make or break a match. And there were a lot of matches that were really good. A lot of segments that were really good on rampage that I feel like had the CM Punk thing been at the end. I feel like there's a, uh, there would have been a stronger uh, energy throughout the entire show. And I get the idea. You get those, those ratings right away. You know, you wait too long to the end. Some people are just going to go to sleep. I understand that. Um, but man, we waited seven years, <laughs> you know, let's wait a little bit longer. Wait an extra, an extra but, hour, I guess. What do you think? Yeah. But, but imagine being those wrestlers in those matches and you have a crowd waiting for CM Punk it's not going to matter what they do because imagine you're, you're wrestling and pouring your heart out and the crowd's just saying, get out of the fucking ring. We want CM Punk. You know, it's, I, that's a very valid point. That's a, I haven't uh, thought about it that way. You know, it's, you know, imagine being the opening act for, you know, Bruce Springsteen, you know, he never has an opening act, mm -hmm. but you know, the, you know, the people are like, we want Bruce. All right. Just the uh, same thing. You know, people waited seven years for CM Punk. So they, you open up the show and you're going to give them all these other matches when, and, and what's the, what, what if you run the risk of a match going long and you have to cut down CM Punk's That's a time? good point too. 
CM Punk. Yeah. You know? We don't know what their schedule was. We don't know if something did get cut, you know? Because I'm sure or, Punk was told, go out there and do your thing, you know? CM Punk should have been the whole fucking hour, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> how long was his segment? How long was that, how, how long was that like the ovation? It was like seven or eight minutes, wasn't it? Before we even said anything. I don't know. His whole, his whole segment went 17 minutes. Okay. You know, uh, it's another 45. You know, he could just <laughs> yeah. sit there. Yeah. Sit there in the middle of the ring, cross legged, and just tell a story. And those fans would not have cared. Yep. You know, that there's not not one other wrestling match on that show because they would all waited seven years for that moment. What yeah. um I mean it was but at the same time, great experience or great opportunity uh for AEW oh God, well. to show off the talent, to show off, you know, I, I love the idea of them having uh Jungle Boy out there. Because I feel Absolutely. like he is just going to be a breakthrough star one day. Um, obviously, inside, be. they already love him. But I think he has the potential, especially because of who his, his father was and um, the potential of the, the rest of the world taking notice of him because they're familiar with his family. Um, so I love the fact that they have him on there. I love the fact that Jim Ross was on commentary. Um, yeah. Because it was too yeah, big man. of a night for him not to be. But... Um, but at the same time, there were some matches on there that started to get, you know, I feel like the crowd's energy afterwards was not, you know, like, like it, it was almost, I think it was damned if you do damned if you don't was really right. the thing. I think you're totally right. Had it been at the end, the matches could have suffered selectors on here. He's saying, I think the crowd could have potentially crapped on the matches knowing this was coming. Um, yeah, and I think you're right. Sure. And then I think on the other side, you lost all the energy by doing it in the beginning. So you know what? It was an incredible thing. Nobody remembers what the matches were, because. But imagine, imagine you're in that you're in that crowd. You spent all that money, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> me and M kind of talked about this. Imagine you know the show, and you do all these matches, and the thought and it creeped into you know everybody's head. What if he's not really here? Yeah. Do you imagine the entire place chanting CM Punk the entire hour? I mean, getting through be... all those matches and then no, he doesn't show up like that. The place would have fucking burnt to the ground or, or they go crazy. too long and, or they go too long and they do the David Crockett. We're out of time, folks. We'll be next <laughs> week. <laughs> the, only thing exactly, I was con- yeah. the only thing I was confused about was the, well, I love them having, like I said, jungle boy and having, you know, and everybody that was on there, super talented. Um, yeah. All, all potential to be huge stars. I don't mean to single out jungle boy. I don't want to, you know, cause God, Luchasaurus, man. He, he's yeah. he's going to find his groove at some point, too. Um, Big time. But I was really surprised that they that they didn't pull out all the stops. Like, that they didn't say, okay, here's we're going to have Jericho. We're going to have MJF. We're going to have our top. And I understand with, Jer- you know, whatever storyline. But I'm surprised they didn't say we're going to have our top attractions here to just load this show in this giant arena and just overload this hour of just as much as I loved who got the opportunity to shine. I feel like with all of the eyeballs that we've now seen, I mean, they did an amazing rating higher than any dynamite with the exception of the premiere episode of dynamite. Um, Mm -hmm. And certainly higher than any, uh, I mean, what was this like their second week of, uh, I mean, so certainly beat uh, beat the debut show of Rampage. But do you think, guys, like, 
maybe they should have had, like, there was no Orange Cassidy. There's, like, some of the things that have become kind of synonymous with AEW that really could have been an opportunity to show everybody, like, here is who we have. I mean, there's definitely stars on there. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I, I think that leaves people, people, you always want to leave people wanting more. Well, I get uh, that, but I mean the people who had never seen AEW. The people who tuned in for Punk. Yeah. Had never seen AEW. And, you know, like, maybe they would have been pleasantly surprised to have seen Chris Jericho, you know? I think Jericho's going, to, he's practicing, he's going on his tour. I think so, I think yeah. that, I think that's I think, body. Yeah. So I think it might have been impossible for him to be there. In the, anyway, that's why I think, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the stipulation with him and MJF was, right. he's out for a little bit to uh, take care of some of his uh, side hustle. You know, or his main hustle, whatever you want to look at it with Fozzie. So, um, but I, th- I think it was it was right. You know, uh, you don't want to, you know, you want to save some for the honeymoon, so to speak. You know, you gave him, yeah. well, what, what an episode you gave him with CM Punk. Oh, and then next week, oh my God. Yeah, say if, yeah. if there's a Jarko or I would well, have saved Moxley. Dynamite. You're going to have two hours yeah. of dynamite. Um, yeah. And I, I, mean, I still think my, I, my biggest fear going into the whole thing is I thought, you know, Vince would have done his, uh, you know, uh, pull out the old playbook of uh, SmackDown going long, mm. you know, because back in the uh, Monday Night Wars days, they would, you know, as you know, USA, if they could have an extra 15 minutes so they can win a little bit more in their ratings, you know, as a, a dirty little trick. So I was, you know, in my mind thinking how, you know, Vince thinks or trying to think how Vince thinks. My thing was like, man, imagine if he made a call to Fox and said, Hey, can we go a little long? Mm-hmm. And imagine, you know, SmackDown goes like 15 minutes longer just to kind of bleed into that time. And then, and, and to, to make sure all the fans see it, AEW is forced with the decision. Do we go a little bit long or do we, compete head to head directly with SmackDown and potentially SmackDown, uh, SmackDown and potentially so, lose those fans who would have watched this from the beginning. So you I know? have two theories to that. Yes. Either is one or the other in my opinion. Either they legitimately were like, all right, that's cool, but we have our show and we're just doing our thing. And we're not gonna do that because you know, we don't care. Like it's it, we're confident in our audience and it is what it is and that's it. Or on the other side, did they maybe think to themselves, the last thing we want to do is 15 minutes and be able to, like the old uh, uh, WCW, the the uh, butts and seats, and everybody switched over to Mick Foley. When Tony yeah. Schiavone said the butts and seats line, everybody switched over to Raw to watch Mick Foley win, even though they'd just been told that Mick Foley had won. Yeah. So do you think there was a bit of like fear uh, or even a thought in the back of their mind of just, hey, I, you know, if we go long 15 minutes, what if it shows on our ratings that everyone left? Uh, yeah, it could backfire as well. But if, you, if you're diehard WWE, who knows? If, if it's a situation where it's, you know, Cena and, uh, you know, you do the Cena Roman thing and they're, you know, talking and hyping up this pay per view and, they're hitting each other with zingers, one-liners to the fact that where, shit, do I, you know, run the risk of changing the channel, missing something really cool with this? Sure. Mo- I, you, you get right. sucked into the moment, like, 
oh, I want to leave, but this is so cool. You know, you just like, uh, there's so many different things that could have happened pro and con, you know, you don't also don't want the backlash of, you know, the fans, you know, the fans are smart, you know, oh, they purposely try to, you know, make us choose. So, and there's no and reason you know, to choose. Somebody, you know, anytime somebody forces somebody to choose, they lose. So, you know, there, there's it's no, all right, bye. Well, Meanie, then that I, makes this next part awkward. As far as hosts go, <laughs> of mine and the Meanie. Um, no, but, I, you know, I think... Um, I'm hardcore. Uh, I think it was... Um, I mean, God, it was, it, it, was, it was a special night, for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it was now, a great weekend for wrestling in general. It, it really was. You know? I mean, NXT, yeah. and now it looks like maybe Adam Cole is... Uh, hey, hey. Or bye-bye, as they say. Yeah. You know, he, he might be... Uh, he might be leaving, and who knows? I do think it's interesting, the edict that they put of no more midgets and no more people over 40. And, then Samoa, Joe, awesome. and then Samoa Joe, who's like 42 oh, wait, or 43. Said, but, who, but who said Oops. that, though? Where'd that? Yeah, who reported that shit? So yeah. the word is that, that that was like the quote that was going around of what that was actually said to, you know, internally in WWE. Who I mean, I can hear, I can hear Vince definitely saying something because I mean, it just from listening to Bruce for so long, it definitely mm-hmm. sounds like something he would say. But like, but I can hear Bruce saying it in Vince's yeah, voice. God yeah. damn it! Yeah, <laughs> like I just, I don't. Like, putting the belt on Samoa Joe feels like completely just upends that entire thing, right? And, and, and not just any particular belt, though, right? Right. They put the NXT Championship back on him for a third time. Yeah. So if you're saying, oh, nobody over 40 and no, you know, obviously he's not a midget, uh, but he's not no, over, he's, like he's over 40. But... Yeah. I mean, the guy's a fucking monster, but like that to me is that screams like, no, we want to, we want to, and, and maybe that has something to do with the beginning of these changes that Nick Khan was talking about in that right. interview, you know, is, is, is this the beginning of this possibly becoming a third, a, like a real deal third brand? Does this become the new changes that they're going to be introducing into NXT with the look and the logo and everything else that they're changing? Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how this is going to play out and what it means for Samoa Joe going forward. And then also, too, conversely with Adam Cole and Walter losing the belt, does that mean how many more call-ups are they going to have from NXT to the main roster? If you look at the way that they have SmackDown sort of sandwiched now, you have Becky Lynch, you have Brock Lesnar, you have all of the talent on SmackDown – what are you going to be doing on Raw to compete with that? So there's a lot of variables that I got from this weekend alone that, for me now, suck me in as a wrestling fan. And to your point, I not to jump in and, and sort of hijack, but to your mm-hmm. point about CM Punk uh, being back at Dynamite, I mean, you know, and having the, the the stars like Orange Cassidy and MJF, I think if there had been anyone else on that card taking away time from CM Punk. I don't think it would have had the impact that we necessarily think it would because everyone was so hyper-focused on Punk, right? It's going to be the same thing if and when Daniel Bryan shows up there. Everyone is going to be focused on this one particular moment. So you give them a lot of great wrestling, you give them exactly what they want, and then the next show at Dynamite allows you that opportunity to uh, the, have the talent interact with each other, right? I think there's this this Punk thing is going to have a lot of it's going to have a lot of motion and it's going to have wheels for a really long time. So I don't necessarily think that this is just a like a one specific thing, um, especially after that reaction. I mean, I, I the last time I can recall seeing anything like that, you know, in on TV was maybe the Bubba Ray Dudley pop from the the Rumble, but I don't even know if that had held a candle to it. 
Um, I, as a wrestling fan, I got to tell you this past, this past couple of days have just been absolutely incredible for me to watch. But, uh, Mini, I guess, what, what do you think, um, as far as the Samoa Joe and what Josh was saying about the edict of, you know, no, no little people and nobody under 40. Yeah. It's just, it's just weird, uh, about that quote, but I kind of see where they're going, where they're, they're you know, there's a, you know, a few years ago, there was an edict, no indie guys. Mm-hmm. And that's because indie guys come with bad habits that they need to break or, right. you know, and stuff like that, you know, you know, cause uh, there's been p- plenty of times they've signed, like this guy's got, you know, the indie darling and they shows up and, you uh, know, yeah. And it's like, mm, that was it. But, uh, now they're trying to, in my mind, in my opinion, I think they're trying to take the stars that they have already in the NXT, move them over to Raw, SmackDown, and try to take advantage of the the homegrown stars they have right now. There's, you know, like I said, a few years ago there was the Edict, no indie guys. So there was a lot of guys on that card who were uh, down at the Performance Center who were getting training every day, busting their asses, waiting for that moment to get on TV. And then all of a sudden, here comes so and so. Here comes so and so. Here comes so and so. And the show's loaded, you know, they, with a like a super indie, and all the guys down at the PC who've been putting the time are kind of like, "Where's when's my chance?" You know, case in point, uh, another one of my uh, protege, Steve Macklin. He was at the PC for eight years, seven, eight years, and he was just always waiting for his opportunity to be on TV. But and nothing against them hiring all the, the indie guys. It was a smart thing to do for business and entertainment and stuff like that. But, you know, Steve was like, okay, when do I get my chance? Well, and then they let him go. And now he's doing wonderful things in impact. They need to focus on the talent that, you know, for as far as NXT focus on the talent that they have already in house that's already on the payroll, you know, and, and, and get them, get them on TV and make, more stars because the talent they have now those bump cards fill up pretty soon and uh, you know uh who knows what's going to happen and it's always good to have a constant fresh you know fresh roster as far as nxt goes and you know there, there's the thought of the you know the and again we don't know that quote just because it's going around being said that it was said backstage doesn't mean that it was said um, it's a, it, to, me, to me it's like that 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 game of telephone or grapevine yeah. you know yeah. they could have said one thing and it probably morphed into this whole other thing but, but they're probably just people who look like stars but i do but yeah. i do remember when i was down in ovw i remember john laurenitis coming down and saying if you're not six feet tall or matt seidel we're not we're not hiring and going yeah. well i happen to be neither of those um so you know and, and wow. it, it's you know, that's how it was. And then fast forward three, four, five years later, and all of a sudden you start seeing a few peppering in, and then it was, you know, 10 years go by and they bring in the Cruiserweight Classic. And it's, you know, so it, it was, they're always changing. We know that it's it was always the land of the giants. They love, you know, we've heard it a million times. Vince McMahon loves the person who's going to turn heads in the airport and things like that. And I get that. And I, I understand that. Uh, and I also happen to kind of agree with it from the standpoint of it being uh, of what the WWE is. And I think that that's something 
Nick Khan in his interview, Meanie, you had actually you actually sent me the link to the interview, and I watched. Yeah. And one of the things that was, to me at least, abundantly clear in in what he said, uh, it was when he was talking about the idea of trying to find, and I'm paraphrasing uh, extremely here, but where they wanted to make it easy, just like how the NFL, it's it's easy to get there if you're talented enough to get there. Um, pretty much. If you're an amazing football player in high school, colleges are going to come scout you and you're good to go. And then if you're a standout in college, once you're there, then the NFL is going to draft you and you're good to go. Doesn't mean it's easy like anyone can just walk into the NFL, but if you have the talent and you have the drive and you are meant to end up in the NFL, you know how to you know how to get yourself in front of the NFL and the NFL knows how to find you. And that was what he was saying. Right. And that's what he was saying was what they want is people who want to be WWE superstars. They want it to be easy for you to get in front of the WWE and easy for the WWE to find you is pretty much Mm -hmm. what he was saying. But in saying that it became very apparent that what they're looking for are WWE superstars. And I think Mm -hmm. the we're not looking for indie wrestlers is them trying to strongly differentiate themselves from AEW and Ring of Honor and any of these other professional wrestling companies. Everyone has had this whole, you know, WWE hates, you know, hates pro wrestling, the, the great Dave LaGreca you know, he hates it. He thinks it's disgusting. You know, his whole, if you haven't seen that clip, please, God, you got to watch it. Yeah. Um, it is so good. It's insane. It's so but, crazy, man. But you look at that and it's not a matter of they hate pro wrestling. It's the matter that they created something different. And, yeah. you know, arena football doesn't mean the creators of arena football hate stadiums. You know, <laughs> like it's, they created something different. And, I think WWE, the more we look at it and say WWE has evolved into something beyond pro wrestling, it isn't pro wrestling in the way there's aspects of pro wrestling in it, just the same way that there's aspects of television and movies in it, the same way there's aspects of, of a live music concert in it, there, you know, and, a, and a, a light show and a pyrotechnic show. I think... They want pro wrestling to be a tiny piece of the puzzle. And that's the big difference. So I think they're looking for people. They're looking at these indie wrestlers and going like, if you want to be a WWE superstar, that's great. If you want to be a wrestler, there, are, there is now, and thank God, there is now another place to go, which there hasn't right. been for 20 years, to legitimately go and make a living So on national television. Um, and I think that's an important distinction that you made. And it's, it, it makes me think about somebody like Kenny Omega, right? Kenny Omega is one of arguably love him or hate him. One of the biggest, you know, international wrestling names mm-hmm. who has never wrestled for WWE. And I constantly think about what would have happened. And just sort of to kind of tie this back to the idea of indie wrestling, right? What would his career have looked like if he would have signed when the rumor mill was spinning that he may show up at the Royal Rumble? What was that, 2018 or 2019, whenever that was? There was rumors going around that he may be finally coming and crossing through the through the door. Yeah. Uh, and he ended up going, you know, the route with AEW. But I, I, I always kind of think, like, what would that have looked like for him long term? 
would he have been someone that Vince would have put the belt on? You know, because he's not AJ Styles, right? He's not, he doesn't, he, there's, a, there's things that he may not have that AJ Styles came through the door with or anybody else, but would, and even if he did have it, would Vince look at him and say, eh, no, you're not really my guy. I'm not really going to go for you. Right? And that's a big and that's, thing. And Vince so now you smart. have, right. And now, now you have this opportunity for Kenny Omega to be a top guy in a wrestling company where his skill set and his, uh, you know, in ring and, and, and personality and whatever wouldn't necessarily equate with a, a WWE superstar brand. And that's not to say that's a bad thing. I think he just does something that's vastly different than what the WWE does. So by having things like AEW and even to a certain extent impact and obviously ring of honor, you now give people opportunity to become the stars and make themselves who they are. But WWE, like you said, to your point, Josh, I mean, you know, WWE is a, is a, they make movies, pal. That's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Wrestling is a, is a segment of what they do, but they're in the entertainment industry. And I feel like Vince has always been very direct about that. When people talk to, you know, that's the, the classic Ted, Ted Turner conversation. Uh, I think he's always been very clear about that. So when people get confused about these things, to me, it's like, well, Vince McMahon has already told you this for 30 years. This is what he does. <laughs> Why are you yeah. surprised now and acting shocked that, you know, Ricochet is not somebody that he wants to put at the top of his card or Alistair Black, you know? There's nothing wrong with these guys. It's just not what he's looking for. And I don't think there's, I think there's a nexus and a network for these guys, but I don't necessarily know if long-term it's WWE. I will say, and then I want, I want to hear from me because it's his show. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I do want to say one one thing. No, no, no. Oh no, that wasn't directed at you. That was directed at myself. Um, But uh, I I do want to say one thing, Mike. Oh yeah. Let's do that real quick. Let's crack these open. uh, My my son cracked this uh, generic black cherry for me earlier, so I apologize. I'm going to have to just make the noise with my mouth. That's all right. I've got a Raspberry Wegmans brand. Mm-hmm. i got an ugly brand, a watermelon splash. Let's do it. Hell yes. Three, two, one. <laughs> Go birds. Nice. Go birds. Um, uh, what I wanted to say was I, I started watching SummerSlam uh, the pre-show with my kids, my six-year-old, my four-year-old, because they wanted to see what was going on. My daughter, she just wanted to watch Alexa Bliss, which she didn't get to. Um, but uh, And uh, that's her favorite wrestler. I don't think she's ever actually seen her wrestle, but I got her a doll once. Um, they had these little like soft dolls, uh, and I got one of her and one of The Rock for my son. And, like, and so she's like, Alexa Bliss is her favorite wrestler. Um, but uh, I'm watching it, and... They're showing the Goldberg, um, the promo for for Goldberg and Lashley, and mm-hmm. there's the part where Goldberg says uh, that's bullshit, and they didn't <laughs> beep, they didn't beep it out and, several times. Uh, yeah, and yeah. my daughter goes, she's like, "What's bullshit?" Like she's trying to figure out what it was they just said, and I'm like, "That's a grown up word that." Uh, makes daddy really sad that they're saying it on here because they sure as hell didn't say things like that when I was a kid, when I was six years old watching WWF. And I, it, it is my biggest issue is that if you're not going to be edgy and you're not going to be pro wrestling and you're going to be this large in life thing, then gear the damn thing towards kids because yes. I yes. want, I want to watch it with my kids and Absolutely. it is not 
when you're doing your quote unquote PG product and then you're trying to get a little edgy by saying ass and bitch and, and then even shit, it's like, well, listen, I'm, I'm fucking 38 years old next month. I'm, I'm not, you don't impress me because you said right. ass on TV. Like that was really big for me when I was 14, but right. you're not, but your demo doesn't seem to be the 14, the 18, the 20, the 30, like it doesn't seem to be that anymore. Yet you're not gearing, you, you know, everything is t-shirts, merchandise, the, the action figures, all that stuff. Yet none of it is geared towards kids. Even the action figures. You know, my kids want action figures. Right. They're freaking $20 each. And yeah. now that's acceptable for something like a Mind of the Meanie two-pack or, you know. Of course. Uh, of course. Or, or In if fact, I, may, I, I argue you should pay double. You should it's pay double for double. that. You should pay a solid $25 over at, uh, uh, at uh, bigcartel.com slash so says Chernoff uh, for the new Josh Chernoff Fight TV I'm doing, that right. I'm doing that right now, but, Josh. Please continue. Okay, but anyway, um, my my um, my point is that it should be geared towards kids. The action figure shouldn't be twenty dollars. Um, and all kidding aside, if you look at the Cella Toys stuff, and I don't know what Zombie Sailor is going to do, Cella Toys says ages fifteen and up, and it says in small print these are not action figures. These are uh, these are like collectible items, and right. You know, part of that's probably from a legal standpoint because it protects them against, you know, kids playing with it. Uh, and if they were to break it and choke on it or whatever. But the other side of it is it's not meant for kids. You know, the Mind of the Meaning 2-pack was not meant for kids. It was meant for collectors. And and it was, I'm happy to say, very successful. Um, I'm very happy to say because that's how Meanie and I have more cello toys coming out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and there's still a few available over at, uh, mindofthemeanie.com go now um, but you need to you need to have a product geared towards kids and I feel like now with NXT becoming a big its own brand officially its own brand and not a feeder system I feel like you have an opportunity to make one of these shows like Smackdown for kids you know NXT well, can be Fox, your, yeah. yeah like NXT can be your 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 hardcore fans, your you know that that can be your answer to an AEW or whatever because God knows they have the talent to do it. Um, Absolutely. And then, you know, that could be the wrestling one. I always felt like Raw could go back to being like the TV fourteen because it's Raw. It's what you know. And then SmackDown can it's be your family friendly one. And I, I don't, you know, look, it's not a well thought out plan, but it just seems like I don't get what they're doing, and I can't. It sucks because I can't watch it with my kids. And they just missed out. I have three kids now. They've missed out on turning one lifelong fan into having now three new lifelong fans. I mean, that's what happens, you know, but I don't know. That's it. What are your I thoughts? What are you, <laughs> I mean, I know. I, I, and then I'll, I'll let, I'll let Manny get into this, but I, I agree. I think there's a certain level of, of, you know, if you're going, like I said, I, I, I'm in 110% agreement with you. If it's going to be a PG product, make it a PG product, make right. it for kids. My boys, you know, all three of my children love wrestling, you know, they're, they're into it, but there's definitely certain aspects of it that are like, I can't let you watch this or I can't sure. let you hear this, you know, 
friend of my family, Bill Goldberg, saying bullshit on TV is definitely geared towards someone like me. He's a friend of your and family. Someone, you just kind of dropped that. I just dropped it in there. Yeah, he's like he, you know, he follows me on Instagram or on uh, Twitter. It's it's really nothing. But oh, no, cool, it's uh, no, he's a, he's an he's an amazing guy. I'll oh, great tell you for you. He's a member of uh, my tribe. So he's fantastic. <laughs> he's uh, he's an incredible guy. He did something amazing for my son in 2019. Uh, when James was being bullied, he reached out and got us, you know, he I talked remember, to him on the phone. And I remember seeing seeing that. That's, yeah, that was awesome. It was pretty, it was really, really quite an amazing guy. Uh, but anyway, like watching him say bullshit on TV, you know, unfortunately I cuss like a drunken sailor in front of my kids. So it's not out of the ordinary for them to hear that word. But to hear Goldberg say it on TV is like, well, you know, maybe, but again, it's, I think ultimately that comes down to the scripting and that comes down to the people that write the shows. And if they're going to have this PG product and that's going to be their thing, then really stick to that. Otherwise you're not doing any, anybody favors. Meaning what, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, uh, the, the, the backtrack a little bit, it's just like, uh, you know, and as I, as I was watching SummerSlam and, you know, watching people react it, it and I try to, do my best to interact with people became really frustrating in a way that the WWE does WWE things all the time. And people act like they've never done WWE things before. And then in, in a way as a performer and somebody who's watched the business since, you know, I was eight years old, it's it, you you know what you're getting when you put on the channel, it's uh, you know, you know, it's going to, have some wrestling in there. There's going to be uh, something for the smarts. There's going to be some for the casual fan and stuff like that. WWE does things to attract the casual fan. You can aim towards the hardcore fans all you want, but when you get the people like, you know, Al Snow, who's, you know, enjoying some food in the uh, green room right now. Hi, says, we we haven't forgotten about you, Al. We, we know you're there. We'll get you yep. in a minute. Be right there. Al says you have to WWE aims for Mr. and Mrs. Walmart. You know, just the, the, the people who are flipping through the channel go, Oh, what's this? Oh, this is entertaining. Let's watch this. And they become, you know, weekly watchers until, you know, the effect wears out. But those hardcore fans are always going to be there. So that's what WWE is. And hopefully with the, uh, the this extra programming, they give you that they're throwing us a bone with the NXT where, you know, to me, NXT is what they should do with the original ECW. Make put it in a small studio with the hardcore fans, and you know you don't have to do the blood and gut stuff, but have the, the you know the Malenko Guerrero type matches, you know yeah. stuff like that. Because there's still but, uh, there's still a market for that. There's still a market for that. Yeah, and you can keep it all under the same umbrella, and you know figure out the price point on what you want to charge for tickets and T-shirts and all those novelties and stuff like that. And it's a great thing to have, and it's another attraction. You can have on a WrestleMania weekend, a SmackDown weekend, a Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, you know. Okay, we got the main show, but what's a, what, oh, let's go to NXT too. Make a whole week of it, you know. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, like you said, and I agree. They should have different levels to WWE. And I wouldn't even be opposed to them bringing back like a Saturday morning show. Um, now, I grew up on a, yeah, I grew up on a Saturday morning as a kid, I grew up on Saturday morning wrestling. Same. Even, even if it's just work, you know, you my, brother's, have my brother has been saying that for years. He thinks there should be a Saturday morning for kids program. Absolutely. Yeah, an easy one hour show 
where you don't need a an education you don't need a, a degree in you know you know thermonuclear science to watch it you just it's just pro wrestling i hate you i hate you let's resolve this in the ring kind of thing you know have a saturday morning show where it's on the network and you know spread it out to you know some syndicated channels and stuff like that localized tv you know yeah for the kids so well uh, you know when mommy and daddy puts uh, the kid to bed the kid won't be as jealous that you're watching wrestling because they saw their saturday morning show right you know what i'm Smart. saying yeah. you know it, and there's idea. the market for it. and when you get kids involved that's an extra ticket sale that's extra merchandise mm-hmm. and that's that was the whole business model of the 80s yeah. well if the kids went from the show they had to bring their parents so that's extra quick sales. Seriously. You know? and, I, and that's why I don't understand how. The, and, and also, my other frustration is, I mean, you look at the incredible things WWE has done with Make-A-Wish. Um, yeah. They, yeah. Just, they have done some incredible outreach to kids. The, uh, the anti-bullying stuff, all of that. Really, really incredible work. But they have a product that's not for kids. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and I, that's what I just don't understand. It's just... You know, I, to me, it's a missed opportunity, um, and it sucks because I would love to be able to watch that type of stuff in the same way. I'll give you a great example. My son is obsessed with Skeletor because <laughs> I was showing him He-Man from the 80s, and then Netflix came out with a He-Man. And now Netflix is coming out with another different He-Man that's geared towards kids, a complete reimagining of it, which for me, I look at and go, that's not, that's not He-Man, that's not good. But he right. is so damn excited for it, seeing it, yeah. because, it because he knows He-Man, he knows Skeletor, he knows all this stuff. I look at it and I go, like, what, like, what are you, what are you doing, you know? It's, to me, it's a missed opportunity, but. I, I don't know. What do I know? What do I know, Meanie? Who'd you beat? No, As <laughs> <laughs> we stand a bit. But uh, um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is a great conversation. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I thought so too. Uh, would you like to continue the conversation with uh, a little segment we like to call Ask Meanie? I would love to. Great. But before we oh, do that, man. Meanie, I'd like to talk about your balls. Oh, because well. I've been gone for a while, <laughs> and I haven't had the opportunity to uh, to talk about them. So, uh, how are they? First of all, um, very uh, human. Uh, it has um, been, man. It has been a tough one lately. It's a veritable, it's a veritable jungle down there. Mm. They say bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things happen when you don't manscape. This is true. And any moment now, I will have the ad read up. Well, here's the thing. You were talking initially about, um, you know, using the Manscaped product uh, in order to, um, you know, shift uh, the tide of some of the smells coming out of your body. Is it possible to use Manscaped in order to create a funnel of hair or a positional hair to allow the smell and the air gas coming out in order to make it more of a, a an open movement, you know, and more of like a cone, if you will, to, is that something like you a, could like use a whopping, like a whopping? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yes, like a there's a, there has to be some whop. The yeah, like a like a like a cough of of mm. the, the the gas that comes out um, by using Manscaped products uh, in order to create that with the hair, but also keeping your balls clean. 
You know what? And fresh. Maybe. By the way, I've decided what I'm going to read here is the new ad read that is meant for a female host. So <laughs> so let's see if that does anything. Do it. Let's do it. Attention do to it. all men across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do you have a pube problem? Well, if so, our friends at Manscaped have declared you for takeoff with their fourth generation brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbit in his pants will feel like they're in zero gravity when he uses the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two, the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com using the promo code MEANY20. Uh, ready for an out of world experience, men? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. So take care of that Singapore cane. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer breeze, and a travel bag. To hold this whole solar system. First, scheduled for liftoff, new, <laughs> new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The spaceship is here to guide your man on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even your anus. The fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi function on off switch can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight. You can turn on and off when you need for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like he has a little astronaut to chop his worst weeds up top in his nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Make sure he uses Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help his little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Better yet, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Men, abort hairy balls, and buzz lightyear your woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com using the promo code MEANY20. That's 20% off plus free shipping going to manscaped.com. Promo code MEANY20. The Space Balls will thank you. Vanessa says, take care of your Singapore cane. Without any of the pain. Very nice. Um, that is a reference I haven't heard since the early 90s, and so, I love it. So, that wasn't as... I thought, since it was, like, the female host was going to be, like, totally different, they just made it instead of, like, like me referring hey to it as, like, me. Yeah, it was like, hey, guys. And yeah. then it was... And then it, like, shifted the narrative. Like, it was talking to the, the significant other of the gentleman. Right. You know? So, um... I mean, it worked. Manscaped. It was, you know, incredible. Yeah, I would like your ad reads, Manscaped, to be as incredible as your products, and they are top-notch. Uh, Nini, I know you've been enjoying the foot spray, too, that they have over there. Yeah. Tell yeah, us a little bit the, about uh, it. 
after a long day, you know, like I do a lot of walking after a long day of being on my feet, nothing better to get out of a nice hot shower and spraying yourself down with the, uh, the, the foot spray they have. It's a mixture of green tea and, uh, a, a few other ingredients and it's just like a really nice cooling effect that when i'm ready to you know kick back lay down watch some tv let my uh, feet rest give them a little spritz and uh i'm a happy meanie with the uh the manscaped foot spray and all their products are amazing the little travel bag it comes in is great uh i use the de- you know all deodorant i use the crop reviver everything uh the ear i'm getting to that age now i'm 48 I use the uh, nose and ear trimmer, you know, so I don't look like Ernest Borgnine over here. So, or, or a Vigoda, whichever you prefer, you know, uh, they, they help keep. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Just throw them in the Petri dish and uh, let them fight it out. Um, but uh, just, uh, yeah, Manscaped uh, quality products. I want to tell you a true story how Manscaped saved me from a, a terrible amount of pain. I... Uh, was at the beach with my family and thanks to the fact that I have that the Manscaped is easily uh, travelable they say um, I'll accept it yes so uh, because I was able to have that with me when we're at the beach and I'm holding my youngest son my one year old because I don't want him crawling into the water or whatever he proceeds to just start grabbing at my chest hair and plucking one by one as I'm holding him, just pulling at them and like just fascinated by this, not having any idea that they're connected to me, to his father. But uh, it hurt really bad. Um, and so I would try to like pass him off to my wife, but then she'd be like, okay, you take him back. And then he'd just start pulling again. And I'm there, I'm trying to get a tan, I'm trying, you know, whatever. I went back to my uh, uh, back to where we were staying and I went into uh, the bathroom and I went to take a shower I took out that lawnmower and I trimmed that damn chest hair down to nothing and the next time we were at the beach he was a little bit like what the hell just happened but but I was safe so thank you Manscaped thank you Manscaped from the bottom of my breasts your chesticles. Out of my, my chesticles. My gooch. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, that's what happened. Manscaped.com, promo code MEANY20. Um, Take care of and balls, thank, guys. And, Take and thank you for, um, to Manscaped for you know, staying aboard through the, the month of August. Thank you to our fans who used the promo code. Because of you using our promo code, they continue to support mine and the Meanie. Yes, which we really appreciate. Um, hey, let's ask Meanie anything. What do you think? I would love to. Ask me something. I feel like we need to update that now. Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Farting through a good and plenty box, dude. I have been laughing about that all fucking week. And then I heard it again today on the show as I'm cooking breakfast. And I'm cackling like a fucking idiot in my kitchen. I was just like, that is so specific. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> um, we worried about the things outside. Um, it's so good, man. I love it. Uh, <laughs> now I want to try it. Like, I, I didn't even. Through, 
never farted through a good and plenty box. And like, did I miss something in my childhood that I could have been torturing my little brother with? You know, like, Man, fuck. That's really sorry, David. <laughs> that's really specific and something else. Um, Man, uh, so before we get into the Ask Me, I know well, we've got a, uh, James Sorensen says, I know this is an Ask Meanie anything, but Josh, is it still likely that we can still do a birthday drink and lunch or dinner? Um, so, yes to the drink. Uh, I will 100% uh, barring things being shut down. Uh, I have a plane ticket and everything. I'm on my way to Chicago for uh, for Top Guy weekend. Uh, I am very pleased to announce that I'll be working um, with ad free shows, um, and you guys will be anybody checking out social media will be seeing me all over the place. Um, uh, pretty much to make you feel uh, bad that you are not a top guy and not there, um, but top guy, top guy. Um, but I'm really, uh, really. Really excited uh, about that. And yes, James, uh, you and I will grab a drink. I actually already mentioned it um, to, I think I was talking to Dave Silva and Mike Dawkins uh, and uh, kind of going over scheduling and stuff. And, oh, me and he just let one go. And, uh, <laughs> oh. Almost wiped it out. I can smell one. it from here. Uh, but, yeah, That's I already mentioned them. I said, hey, at some point I need to grab a drink with uh, James Sorensen. So uh, I'm, I'm going to see if we can get even more people to join in too. But uh, lunch or dinner, the only reason I'm going to say no is because if it's anything like uh, when I worked for StarCast, uh, I didn't really have lunch or dinner. I like grabbed something on the way and like on my way to the next thing. So uh, I don't know that I'll have time for an actual proper lunch and dinner, but I will absolutely make sure to make the time for us to grab a drink, be it alcoholic, be it a, a soft uh, seltzer, be it coffee, whatever it is, I'll definitely be drinking coffee. I can tell you that much. Um, but yeah, man, we will, we will, we will find the time. And uh, once they release the schedule, you and I will be able to kind of work that out. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it, James. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person and, uh, and, and hanging out and uh, hanging out with Eric Bischoff's best friend. So exciting. <laughs> talking, talk, talking about being nervous. Uh, I'm about to board a plane to Alaska. I wanted to talk uh, to you about that. Uh, yeah. When are you leaving? Tomorrow? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. So I, my baseball, we're, we're recording this on a Monday, the same day we released the uh, today's uh, episode. Yes. Uh, but again, scheduling being what it is. Um, yeah, Wednesday, I uh, do a 12 hour trek to Anchorage, Alaska um, with like a layover in Salt Lake City, Utah, or something like that. But, um, yeah, I did, like this whole thing with the everything ramping back up, you know, Philly's forcing people wearing masks, all this. And the other thing, I've seen a lot of rock bands cancel tours. Uh, a single, There's a singer from a heavy metal band that just passed away today. I, I, I feel bad. I can't wow. think of his name right now. But, well, you know, know. Nine Inch Nails canceled and Corey Taylor from Slipknot is very sick with COVID as well. Yeah. Uh, Tesla just canceled their tour. Uh Mammoth WVH had to take a couple days off of the uh, Guns N' Roses tour because a member of their crew got sick. So now I'm about to board a plane, and you know, my biggest fear is I get out there and then they lock everything down. And you know, I'm like Tom <laughs> in the airport. You know, just hey, can I just give? 
Fuck it, I'll get a rental car. I'll drive from Anchorage back to Philly. I don't give a shit. You know, just get me just, home. I'm not, in, just I'm not entirely sure that's, that's how... Isn't there water? Yeah. Isn't there a body of water? No? No, you just drive through Canada. Yeah. Oh, just okay. Take your passport. Oh, take your passport of, with I'm you to of Hawaii. Yes. That's like Alaska, <laughs> right? Sort of. <laughs> no, it's I'm like warm. picturing a map, and I'm like realizing, no, that's Hawaii. That's That's not in the same part of the world um so <laughs> uh, my passport just in case you know I was, yeah. yeah take it with you in case you gotta go through canada um i need to oh. renew my passport it expired years ago and i need to always good to have i need to have it because i've already had some some talk of doing things outside of the country which then kind of disappeared because you know um although Meaning, I, have you flown in have you flown in an airplane since covid is this your first time flying? This is my first flight. I yeah. can tell. I can tell you. I went to San Diego in June, and San Diego, San Diego, San Diegoans. I think is the word. Uh, yes. I can tell you that of all places that I've been during the pandemic, I felt the safest in an airplane Agreed. and in the airport Agreed. because of their quality control. Uh, the fact that they don't fuck around with masks. Like I'm telling you, anybody that's watching and listening to like, don't fuck around with your mask in the, in the airplane. Cause they will throw you, they will drag you the fuck off that plane. I felt safe and secure. And like, in some ways I, you know, for lack of a better word, sterile. So if you have any fear about flying, I think you're, you're going to be like, as far as with, you know, COVID protocols and things like that, I think you'll be, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised to find it. It's a, it's a really clean operation, but yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. Having having yeah, had to fly really? recently, and I was not looking forward to it because um, yeah. I don't like being I'm, I'm, on a plane next to other people in the best of times. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm a big guy, so big guy. you know, guy. So, you know, I kind of wish they did the uh, skip the other seat thing, you know. But yeah, yeah it is what yeah. it, you know. But uh, you know, a uh, good thing is I'll be flying with a uh, fellow wrestler, Cheeseburger. He's on my flight, and uh, he'll be my uh, travel buddy. I got a new tablet i just bought that i loaded up with a bunch of podcasts so uh, i'll be listening to those on the way out there and uh, yeah i'm a little nervous but uh you know i'll be uh i'll be happy uh, for the experience yeah i think it's going to be a great oh, experience. Shout, out, uh, shout out to wrestle pro alaska for bringing us all out there uh you know kevin matthews mm-hmm. runs a, a a good show he, he has a great promotion and uh you know alaska's always been on my bucket list so uh this is like uh Something I'm checking off my bucket list. I wish it hadn't been during a pandemic, but you know, it is what it is. I'm still going to have, I'm going to make the best of it. Well, in fairness, the pandemic should have ended a long time ago, but people won't fucking get vaccinated. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I, oh, did yeah. I say that? I didn't mean to, I don't know how that slipped out. Hey, Josh, did you know that, that the FDA just approved the Pfizer vaccination today? What? You don't say. They did. They so, certainly did. Yeah. And you know what? I tweeted something about it and somebody's response was, well, they were so far down the road now they had no choice because that's what the FDA did. They looked at sure. it and they said, you know what? A lot of people have taken it and like, why don't we just do it? Because if that was the way that the FDA operated, then why didn't they do this six fucking months ago? It was right. because they were actually taking their time and doing their research and doing their due diligence. And you know what? If you're going to grow horns, then you know what? Do it. I don't give a shit. Just do it already. Because this is, this is a serious... I'd rather walk around alive with horns 
than you yeah, know dude. than dead from COVID. Like it's it's enough. Yeah. It's enough already just, with this. Just fucking do it and stop writing stupid shit to Josh Chernoff on fucking Twitter. Seriously. Stop it. Well, then stop writing dumb shit. I mean, I, well, I mean, they can. it makes me feel good they when can. I get the little notifications, even if it's if it's yeah. dumb shit. It makes me feel good. Yeah. No, I don't get a lot when of mail. When people days. talk shit to me, they're like, "Oh, you're a fucking nobody." Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Just tweet me. Yeah. But no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I always say to them, I say, well, if I'm a nobody, then why do I now have two action figures with Chella toys? One two, available yeah. at mindofthemeanie.com. The other one will be available at sosashernoff.com because apparently I said, as I've been told, I said the, uh, the address wrong. Uh, so it's sosashernoff.bigcartel.com. Uh, but I'm going to make it easier and have a big link at sosashernoff.com. So, um... But, uh, Do you think I could be a chase variant? Could I be the chase variant of Josh Chernoff? You know, yeah. like like they need a t- they need like a t shirt. Uh, yeah, like a t- as soon as they do a t shirt body, you need a chase variant. You can make a custom. Yeah, that head Don't can pass it. as yours. You know, absolutely. I'll just re- I'll just repackage exactly, it and just say which it's is me. exactly what I said to the woman or said to my wife while the woman was so. Um, <laughs> Listen, I just thought you refer to your wife as the woman. The woman. And that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh, she's sleeping on the sofa tonight, friends. Oh, man. Tonight. With the woman last uh, night. So, so J- James Sorensen <laughs> asked. I just had uh, some three kids with the woman. Yeah. The woman. Um, I like sometimes when I do something, I will. Uh, it's actually, it's quoting, quoting something from uh, Prison Break. One, one little scene in Prison Break that I don't even remember the character who did it. But I remember, like, uh, and, like, and I will quote any time, like, my wife would be like, hey, can you help me, like, do something? Like, something really, like, not, I'm not going out of my way to do this. It's like, you know, hey, can you grab that for me real quick? I'll just be like, yeah, don't worry about it. Your man's got it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she does not care for that. Uh, no, I can't imagine that she would. No. Like, yeah, you know what? Your man's going to take care of this. And she's like, shit. <laughs> Um, Sorensen says, so mind of the meanie is going to be taking over Chicago. Well, let's pump the old brakes Sorensen <laughs> because, uh, there's now technically three of us that represent mind of the meanie and only one of us is going to be in Chicago to my knowledge. So, um, yeah, uh, Sean said he had to cancel his room and sell his all out ticket. He doesn't trust oh. air travel right now. Um, I, I, I listen, I totally again, respect it. Again, I agree with what Adam was saying that it, it, it is incredibly safe, but at the same time, don't take our word for it. I don't want you, if you're not comfortable by all means, don't go. I mean, it, it's absolutely, you know, it's certainly not worth your safety or your health. Um, or your yeah. mental well being, being stressed about it, being Just, stressed you know, on the not- freaking plane. Yeah. Yeah, dude. If you're not comfortable going, man, you made the right choice. Uh, yeah. Just you're you 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 before anybody else. Absolutely, there will always like, be more times to do this stuff. Yeah, and you know what? Look, everybody's got to wear a mask while they're there, which is for some people is is challenging to you know have a good time while they're wearing the mask. I think do it. You know, please do it because some of us are not going to be wearing a mask at sometimes while we're interviewing people and doing things like that. So I would really appreciate. Uh, especially if you're not vaccinated. First of all, if you're not vaccinated, respectively, don't go. Um, yeah. Respectfully, I mean, uh, don't go. Um, but if you have to, then at least wear a mask. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm stalling a lot because we didn't we we didn't have too many uh, new ask meanies because I forgot to 
Since I'm the out- I have a question. Go for it. From Matt from Dover. Wants to know, Meanie, did you ever have an offer from WCW before you joined WWE? And that's probably a question that you've been asked before, but I've never heard you answer it. So did you get an offer from WCW before you <laughs> went over to, to WWE? Uh, when I was released from WWE, I had an offer from Bruce Pritchard to call WCW on my behalf to call JJ Dillon and say, Hey, you know, and put me over and try potentially get me the job there. And like an idiot, I said, "Eh, I think I'll just go back to ECW, but, uh, not that going back to ECW was stupid because, you know, to me, they're, you know, they're both, it was like choosing between the Hindenburg and the Titanic, you know, they're both going down. I figured, you know, if I was going to go down with the ship, I'll go down with my friends, you know. But, you know, in hindsight, I could have hopefully got one of those sweet deals to where, yeah. <laughs> you know, they let you go and you just get paid to sit home, you know, let your body heal, you know. Yeah. But, uh, I, I I technically had an offer from WWE to work for WCW, if you want to put it that way. You yeah, but, not going there, do you? When they released me, Bruce was really cool. He's like, hey, you're a pleasure to work with. Um, you know, I wish, you know, his words, I wish more people were as easy to work with like you were. Uh, if, if I have no problem calling WCW, talking to JJ and see if he has any interest in using you. That's and, amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. And, you know, I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, Slickter writes, uh, hashtag ask Meanie. Any more wrestling moves that need sound effects added to them? Uh, for those who aren't familiar God. with what that is, Andy Slichter. <laughs> Slichter, that was the fucking amazing, man. I love that shit today. I was laughing so hard. You even got a love snort it. from, uh, from Meanie there. Uh, no, it's fantastic. <laughs> Go to Slichter's uh, Twitter, um, which is... Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what your Twitter handle I is. I think it's just Andy. I think it's just Andy Slichter, isn't it? Is it just at Andy Slichter? Oh yeah, I should. Yeah, let me pull it up. Hold on. Yes, but if you if you haven't gone to see it, he added this incredible sound effect to a Cesaro move. That oh yeah, it's just, just at Andy Slichter. That just seemed too easy to me, but uh... it's not like you're following me at this is Goober. Yeah. Which you uh, should fix, by the way. If you're not doing it, you should. Because that offer's still on the table, guys. I'm at 1745 followers. Mm. Originally, I said 5,000, but I'm going to do it at 2,000. If I yeah, can get to 2,000 followers, I'm going to get... I'm, look, I'm going to get prism tattooed on my body anyway. What I, so, so here... Okay, so here... Uh, Don West, sending our best. <laughs> um, I... Uh, here's the thing. Um, I have... Uh, I have tattoos. I believe in tattooing something that means something to you. But I have concerns about giving the blue meanie the power to decide where this tattoo goes. Now I gave him I gave him specifics. Obviously nothing on my face, sure. nothing on my neck, nothing on my ass, and nothing on my nuts. Okay. So other than anywhere else is safe. Like obviously not the taint or the gooch, you know, that whatever you call it. Or the baby. Uh, betwixt, the betwixt the area. Are those yeah. your children walking behind they you? They are. They're doing a run in. Hi, guys. There is literally Hi, no worse a time for them to no come in. No worse a time to come in and talk about it. Hey, guys. I'm almost done, guys. Okay? Say hi to hey, them. Hey, gosh. We're all live. Hey, guys. All right, guys. What's happening? Right. Hello. We'll come back in in a couple minutes to say hi to the Blue Mini and Josh, okay? 
You guys, guys, you guys want a mind of the meanie two pack? Yeah, totally. Uh, oh god. Um. <laughs> anyway, so, more about my gooch. Couple yeah. of things. But anyway, now. Uh, yeah. Uh. So Twitter. Right in the pucker. I, here's the. <laughs> I, asshole. I'm at seventeen seventy followers right now. Where are you, where are you Goober? I'm at seventeen forty five. Okay. So first of all. Go fuck yourself. But secondly, mine of the meanie is at eighteen thirty four. Wow! If the listeners of Mind of the Meanie get Adam Bernard over two thousand before myself or the show's Twitter accounts, I am leaving this show for probably a week while I'm working somewhere. But I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> so. So there's that. I want to see him have to tattoo himself wherever Meanie wants because you're not, you didn't rule out the arm, right? No, anywhere. Yeah. Well, no, do you have any arm, idea yeah. how painful it would be to get it right there in the middle of the crease? I have, I have something on my, like, where is it? Which arm is it? This one. My elbow. It came down like way farther than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. This was like fucking hot fire right here. Yeah. So I can't imagine what the fold is going to be like. But no. listen, what about if the, the arm pit? says so. I'm, what about the armpit? I've never been tattooed there, but I've seen people tattooed there, and I've heard it's just dreadful. So, what about, you know, listen, wherever. Did you, is your chest there? Can he, no. can it, no, not on the chest? I mean, it's, it's not, like, I have, I have, full disclosure, I have this weird thing about the middle, people touching the middle of my chest, but I'll be willing to do it, like, on my boobies, but not, I just, this is like. Straight a, over a, the nipple? Like maybe I the mean, top of the S of, in prism, like, loops around <laughs> the nipple or something? I mean, I. I hope not, but mm. <laughs> sure. So, what about the like given thing about? You know, yeah, what's tramp, that tramp stamp? I've, I've I've been given something to think about. Yeah, I would definitely do a tramp stamp with Prism. Yeah. What about the? Uh, what about? <laughs> uh, so you could do right over like the Batista over the belly button, or you could just do like the down, Ooh. like where you tuck down. Because you talked about all of the. You talked about the, the, the cock and balls, but you also talked about the rest of the undercarriage. But you didn't talk oh, yeah. about the overhead uh, compartment right above Ooh. the penis. The part that you would trim using Manscaped uh, going, by going to manscaped.com, promo code MEANY20. And that's what I would need to use to make sure that it, it, you could always see it. Mm. I'm not sure how thrilled my wife would be looking down there and being like, what is this rainbow design? Yeah, but you're married your... with kids, so she's not going to be down there for a very, very, very long time. At least for not another six or seven months because we got another one on the way, Josh. Do you? Is that breaking yeah. news? Number four. Oh, number four. Number four. Jesus. All right. Number four. Yeah, dude. Breaking news, at least to me. Congratulations. That's exciting. Thank you, sir. Thank um, you. We're very excited. Yeah. Wow. Surprising. Very shocking. Like out of nowhere happened, but okay. we're, uh, we're very that's, excited. Hey, that's um, great. We're coming home to Philadelphia too as a result. So we'll be moving home hopefully within the next month or two. Oh, um, wow. Meanie and, I, Meanie and I spoke last week. We'll be finally meeting each other in person, hopefully meeting you as well at yeah. Icons of Wrestling at 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. I'll be there to uh, to meet friend of the show, Diamond Dallas Page. When is uh, this? So I'm hoping to meet both of you as well. Uh, September 18th. Oh, the, uh, the, yeah. The like, uh, Icons of Wrestling. Icons yeah. Of wrestling. Okay, the convention. Yep. Yes. So I would love to hang out with you guys as well if you're both around. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're excited. We're it's it's a little scary to have number four, um, especially when we were like pretty much done yeah. with our you know our fleet. As but, someone who has know, three, that's fucking frightening. 
It is. It's like it's it's Jim Gaffigan said it best. He says, "What's it like to have four children?" He goes, "Well, imagine you're drowning and someone hands you a baby." And that's literally the only thing that I can think of right now is how it's going to be. So now, oh, I mean, man. look, I, being a dad is, is like the coolest fucking thing in the entire world. Agreed. It's the best thing in my life. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. We actually find out what the gender is tomorrow. Oh, wow. So I'll make Ooh. sure I, I'll let, let you guys know. know. Yeah, but, please do. Yeah. Don't burn the house down. What's that? Don't burn the house down. Those gender <laughs> reveals are pretty dangerous. Uh, oh, yeah, man. we're actually going to go out in the middle of Pittsburgh. We're ready to go to Heinz Field. No, I'm just kidding. For Christ's sake. No, I, don't hate the, I don't hate the Steelers that much. Now, oh, now we, we were just like, we're going to throw a Photoshop up and let everybody know eventually. But, you know, everybody's like, I oh, got your fourth kid. Knock it the fuck off. You know, so. You always you know, see get, these get fixed. Reveals, they burn down like a forest or something like that. Dude, know, they thing. charged somebody out in California with a fucking, what was it, like aggravated like manslaughter or something like that because they killed somebody after yeah. they lit the fucking, they lit a field on fire doing that dumb shit. And then it fucking killed somebody. I'm not laughing. It's just, I'm not laughing at somebody dying. It's just like, Jesus Christ, why would you do something so stupid? Yeah. So, Only but now we're, uh, we're really hyped. So, oh, that's awesome. Man. Uh, Congratulations. Yes. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, um, let me think about any other questions that anybody else has for me yeah. out there. Does I'm anyone have any other ones? Uh, what is this? Uh, uh, what? Wait, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. We've got, uh, well, Vanessa wants to know where are we in Philly? Are we safe from the remnants of Henry? Uh, oh, we're, yeah, we're yeah, good. We're fine. Didn't... Thank you, though. A little rain, but not like, yeah, not yeah. bad. Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I'm out here in Pittsburgh. There's nothing out here either. Yeah. Good. Um, James Sorensen, can Josh get the mind of the meanie tattooed on him? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I could. But if I did, I, I'd have to do. I'd get it on my ass so I can sit on my mistake. Um, but uh, <laughs> getting the tattoo logo, uh, uh, getting the logo tattooed on me, not doing the show—that's not the mistake. Um, right, right, right. The, the tattoo uh, itself, right. Um, the target group for. Wait, no, no, Josh. They are out of the target group for the cello toys. Vanessa says, "I'm sorry, Vanessa. It's been too long. I don't know what we're talking about anymore." Um, Devin wants to know how many fight figures are being produced. Uh, Great to question. my knowledge, it is a limited run of 500, um, unless it sells like crazy. Well, even if it sells really, really well. Um, I'm a big fan of not like if you do a limited run, then that's it. That's the end of it. Uh, but fights a big fan of the campaign that we're running with it, which is you buy the figure, you take pictures of it at live events or with your TV where you're watching a, a fight event that you've ordered and paid for and you can earn fight points by tweeting it out and all the instructions are on the back. Um, so I will say if it's incredibly successful, I wouldn't be surprised if another repaint were to come out of me wearing a different colored fight tie and different suit and shirt and all that stuff. So um, the turnaround time on these were unbelievably fast because the mold was already there for Mind of the Meanie. It's, if you're wondering why are my figures out sooner than Meanie's solo figure that he's getting, it is just that. Meanie's figure uh, depicts him from the ECW days. Uh, whereas the mind of the meanie depicts him as current blue meanie. So they had to do a completely new mold for the torso and head and all that stuff. So um, mine was strictly just a repaint. Um, honestly, I think it was even, uh, I think the suit's the same color. So it's just different shirt and tie. So like all the heads, they were basically able to just immediately go into production on those because it was just make more 
we already have the paint, we already have the, you know, all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, so that's why mine came out. Uh, there's certainly more demand for meanies, but mine came out quicker because it's a repaint. So 500, um, I believe 400 of which are going to be sold in the U.S. and 100 are going to be sold by Cella, uh, unless Cella decided to, to make more. So I'd have to check with them. But uh, yeah, um, Sean Jones says he ordered the signed one. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's awesome, man. I- um, and said that he wasn't a dick and sold his, uh, his all out ticket for face value. That's cool. Oh um, boy. We're doing the Lord's work, Sean. Great um, job. Uh, Sean says outside of the wrist, uh, is the most painful spot I've found so far. Um, for the I tattoo, this, this, this one on my the forearm wrist. wasn't, that's not the wrist. Well, no, but this one on my forearm wasn't terrible, but, no, like, but as the wrist, closer, there's no meat. There's no meat there. This wasn't, it wasn't terrible right here. No, no, there. Like right in this area, oh, yeah. I can't see, bad. oh, I can't see, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's in a weird angle here, but. Vanessa wants to get a Brock Lesnar chest penis. Woof! How big of a chest penis are we talking here? Like Brock Lesnar size? Oh. All right. I have and to. it says prism on it. Um, yeah, dude, right down, right down well, the That's shaft. the other thing. Have you, you try, does Meanie have the ability to come up with the size? You said Prism logo. Um, you didn't say size of the Prism logo. Yeah, I guess we'd have to discuss that. Like, I'm can this sure. be like a, a like a Mr. Kennedy, Randy Orton back tattoo type thing? No, no. nothing like that. No, I'm talking about you know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. a dick. That, yeah. You know? yeah, we'll we'll discuss that later. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I necessarily decided size yet, but I you know as I've heard has been told to me my whole life. It's not you know the size of the boat. It's the motion of the the ocean but and listen then, i want to go back to, to start moving um, yeah and they're like you're done already um so it's uh it's basically you know i uh i think if i was going to be a cello toy uh as the chase variant to josh mm-hmm. um i would want to be like a limited run i'd want to be the rhythm and blues or uh greg valentine or so the they Kamala. make a pro- so they make a prototype and then don't actually put it into mass production that's correct because <laughs> uh, everyone's like who and why did they do this? Now, I uh, hey, no, keep, I think it's keep really hosting cool. this show because I was like, why? Who the hell is going to buy a figure of me? Uh, even though, like, I'm like, no one's going to want to buy this meanie figure because it's two of us, and they're going to be like, who is this guy? <laughs> and there are plenty of people who are like, who is this guy? But they were also that's how much they love the the blue meanie that they bought the figures. Yeah. When we started, when I started seeing sales of my individual figure today, I was honestly, it sounds like hashtag humble brag. But I was legitimately blown away by it. Like I, I could wow. not believe how many people. Like I, I legitimately was like, "All right, we're really gonna have to push this with fight because no one is gonna buy this." Just like they're gonna be like, "What is this? Why do I need this?" And I, I, I truly believe most of it is because they looked at what the uh, the circumstance was of being able to use it for the fight, uh, the fight the points. Fight points. Yeah. But I've sold a ton of signed ones. So far, that's amazing. Which man. blows really, my mind. That's ball. amazing. That is that is really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm man. I'm really so. If it's anyone who's listening to this, other than Sean, of course, who we know, uh, but Sean, you're included in my thank you, uh, thank you because that is humbling and ridiculous. And uh, and again, thank you, Blue Meanie, because none of this is happening without uh, without doing this show. So really appreciate it. Um, and I look forward to signing those and bringing the value down instantly. Um, <laughs> So we have some I'm questions here before I was ready to happy. 
I was, thank you. I was ready to wrap it up. Um, because we like didn't have any new questions and I didn't know if you guys had asked some other ones, but Mark and Dryden came through as he always does. Um, did you ask the question last week from him? The, who do you think will be the first bigger name AEW wrestler to go to WWE? Yes. Okay. I said junk. Yeah. Jungle, Jungle Boy? Boy, I think was your answer. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, okay. Mark and Dryden writes, uh, did Meanie happen to see the uh, the Walter? Uh, how do you say his name? Who he fought? Ilya Dragunov. Ilya, yeah, Ilya Dragunov. Uh, the Walter Ilya match, and if so, what did you think of it? I think he had asked I you thought... last week about their previous match. Yes, right. And then they had I the had... match at Takeover. Yeah, I watched the uh, Takeover match uh, last night. It was amazing. It was a work of art, uh, a little stiff for my liking, but they, uh, dude, they, uh, they, they told a great story. Uh, Eolia is some of the best expressions I've seen during a match. Realistic expressions, not to where you're, it take his expressions don't take me out of the match. They draw me in. Uh, he has a little bit of a Sean Penn quality when he sells. <laughs> now, I don't know how has a it looks like Sean Penn. Wow. But uh, no, the, the, match is, <laughs> the match is great. Um, match of the night. Uh, easily. Hands down. Probably one of, one of the ba- best matches of the year. In my, my, my opinion. Yeah, that was incredible. Dude, they just beat the yeah. shit out of each other. Um, they hit each other hard in safe spaces, but God, man. Yeah. Smack the COVID right out of him, man. <laughs> that slow motion smack that shit was like sending his soul right up to heaven I'm, ex- I'm excited to see if Walter comes to the main roster though I think that guy is gonna fucking he's gonna yeah. be a force to be reckoned with that guy is just like, next level he's such a throwback I think Vince would love to have him on the main roster I'm so curious Absolutely. what's gonna happen now with the new the new NXT and you know I, I, I don't think it's that I think you know freshening things up it's always a good thing. Like I say. Oh, I agree. It you know, just depends on how yeah, if you're, farther. Yeah. yeah. If you're a wrestler, always change up your look a little bit mm-hmm. to the point where people go, oh, something's different. I can't put my mind on it. And by the time they figure it out, you're on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. Uh, Vanessa says like Sean Penn and Dolph Lundgren uh, had a baby. Yeah. That's great. Uh-huh. That's a good spot on. Yeah, uh, Sorensen- shit, that is correct. Sorensen asked me, can you bring one of the figures to Top Guy Weekend? I will pay for one. Uh, yes, I will bring. Uh, if I already um, uh, was contacted by one Dave Silva asking the same thing, um, I will. Uh, I, I don't know if I will have them before I leave for Chicago. I leave for Chicago on a Thursday of as we're recording this, not this coming Thursday, but the following Thursday, as you're listening to this, this coming Thursday. Um, but uh, if they have not arrived by then, then no, unfortunately. And then, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out after. Um, but, uh, but if I have them, absolutely. I will bring one for you. Uh, Mark and Dryden writes, uh, during your time in ECW, were there any celebrities or athletes you met that surprised you they were ECW fans? Hmm. I don't know. Oh, man. 
celebrities or athletes I met in ECW? Um, I met uh, Chris Caffrey from the legendary heavy metal band Sabotage. He would uh, come to the shows in Queens. Uh, legendary band Sabotage, and he's also part of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Mm. And uh, he would come to the shows in Queens, and we got to talk at shop, and he's, he became a really good friend and uh, still friends to this day. And I actually got to go to the first ever Trans-Siberian Orchestra show they ever did at the uh, Tower Theater here in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, and there, there's plenty of, there's plenty of uh, fans out there. Uh, you know, met Del James from uh, Guns N' Roses, who... Uh, it was a great author. He wrote a book, uh, you know, uh, with the story in it called without you, which became the inspiration for the book is language of fear. He wrote a story called without you from the book language of fear, which became the inspiration for November rain. And, uh, when ECW ran the, uh, the pay-per-view in Los Angeles with the infamous XBW thing, him and, uh, Dizzy Reed came, you know, Dizzy Reed, a keyboard player from guns N' roses came out to that show as well. So there, yeah, there's, you know, plenty. And, you know, of course, Billy Corgan would come to shows and, and stuff like that. But yeah, ECW had a lot of a lot of good uh, street cred in the rock world, so so to speak. Uh, Devin Miller uh, wrote something on here, but also had posted in our Patreon page. Um, to feel free to bring this up on the pod, he was scrolling through the High Spots Network and found a Cleveland All Pro Wrestling show with Meanie versus Tracy Smothers. They went around <laughs> twenty to twenty five minutes, and Tracy hit all his spots. Asked for a thirty-minute uh, timeout, retired mid-match, threatened the crowd, and finally a dance contest. Meanie became CAPW champ that night. Does he have any mm-hmm. memory of this match or the CAPW days? And here is a picture that he included. Uh, where is it? There nice. You go. I don't know if you're seeing it. There you go. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Look at awesome. that man. That's awesome. CAPW was run by uh, the great late great JT Lightning, uh, veteran wrestler. Uh, I met JT when I first broke into the business with Al. Al was doing shows in Cleveland, and JT was running the shows. That's how I met him, and then eventually I got into the business, became friendly with JT, and uh, right after, like you know, my resurgence started happening after the whole one night stand thing. JT uh, brought me out to uh, do a series of shows. And uh, it was it was flattering, you know. I, I always love working with Tracy Smothers, uh, and it's flattering <laughs> that matches just so much. The half the time I, I got I had to cover my face because Tracy just had me laughing, and I was just like, and working with Tracy's like a night off anyway. So uh, it was very cool to uh, have won their uh, their main championship. You know, uh, they had a great promotion, and so many stars came out of that promotion. You know, from Jessica Havoc and you know, so many other guys. You know, you know, you can look up the roster. You know, Cesaro was there. I think Cesaro was uh, in Tracy Smothers' uh, 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 camp or uh, faction, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, Cleveland All well, CAPW Cleveland All Pro Wrestling, tremendous uh, promotion. Uh, the shame uh, JT Lightning is no longer with us, but uh, it was cool to have those moments with him. He, he brought me back. I dropped the, the belt on the subsequent show in, in Cleveland, but, uh, he had, you know, always treated me with respect. 
as it gave me enough respect to, you know, trust me being his champion, uh, and, uh, brought me back for, uh, you know, shows where, you know, the last time I got to see Luna was at his show too. And, you know, just, you know, getting to catch up with, you know, people and stuff like that. But JT's a great guy. Sorely missed. And, uh, uh, that's, uh, let's see. Do we have any other questions? Uh, no, that is, <laughs> that is it. No, <laughs> Uh, just Sorensen asking if he and Silva are going to have to fight over my figure. Nope. Uh, although if you do film it, that would film be it. great. That would be great to watch. Um, but uh, no, that that's it. Uh, well, this was this was great to. This is awesome. The three of us yeah. here. This was really cool. Uh, let us know what you think. If uh, Adam should be fired or should uh, or should should be here more frequently. Um, uh, also, also a, a little surprise for you, Adam, uh, I got this earlier, but I want to save it till the end from one Andy Slichter. We're going to go ahead and oh, add man. this to, uh, to our pro wrestling com slash mind of the meanie. The new, <laughs> I'm a Adam Bernard guy. I love it. I love it, man. Now, should it be, Thank I'm you. an Adam like A N or I think, I'm A. I think it should be A N. But does it matter because it's it's spoofing? Paul it's pro wrestling. Yeah, it's pro wrestling. Yeah. What do you think, Manny? Uh fuck it. Go with uh. Yeah. <laughs> but then Go again, ahead. do we do we really want people correcting us on our grammar? Mm. Yeah, you know what? Let's we should probably just do I'm an and get ahead of it. I'm an Adam Bernard guy. Okay. And I love that. Thank you so much, Slicker. I really I appreciate that. This is uh I gotta tell you guys, I feel uh I, I feel really honored to be a part of this um and be welcomed so much into the pod squad family and and and, and the Patreon family and, and being a part of this. This has been fantastic. So you're um, in the crew. Yeah. I am excited. If you guys ever want me to stop back, I'd be happy to come back. Um, in the meantime, uh, check out my podcast. It's Foundation Radio. It's foundationradio.net. Um, I have a lot of great interviews in the archive uh, with Diamond Dallas Page, Eric Bischoff, Bill Goldberg, uh, a guy named Josh uh, from Philadelphia who uh, has really neat ties. Never heard um, hoping to have uh, hoping to have uh, Miss One Sir Blue Mini on sometime soon uh, to talk shop. I'd love that. I also have some uh, interviews in the archive with uh, non-wrestling folks uh, like Brandon Novak from the Jackass movies, Asher Roth. Uh, also, friend of the show, Conrad Thompson as well. Um, but follow me at This Is Goober. Uh, that's my personal Twitter. Uh, and it'll have all the links to the Foundation Radio sites and all my uh, articles I write for a site called Culture Popped. I'm their pro wrestling guy there. Uh, so check me out. And uh, Josh and Meany, I, I genuinely appreciate this. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough to, to, to have me here and allow me to steer the ship while Josh is away. No, man. Thank you. And Meany, thank, thank you, you for, for uh, sitting with the two of us as we talk at each other and i feel like hey, honestly yeah. we look we look hey, way too hey. we look way too similar like that it's yeah, creepy dude. like this little sandwich going on on the visual here <laughs> it's it's very bizarre and it's like it's uncanny isn't it this is what meanie wanted he just sat there and he goes you know what josh is talking a lot what if we grabbed another guy who looked like him and also <laughs> talked a lot and then put both of them on the show with me at the same time. Yeah, man, I can't can't wait to read the review from that one guy. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but no, oh thank you God. everybody so much. Uh, if it, uh, go ahead and follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie. Uh, he's at uh, This is Goober. Is that it? That is correct. This at is Goober. This is Goober. I'm at So So Sure Enough. Meanie is at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Also, go ahead to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up those great shirts. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie and ProWrestlingTees.com slash So So Sure Enough. Uh, Adam doesn't have one yet, but he does have a shirt coming, which is pretty cool. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for that. That's that's the gateway into your own pro wrestling tees, and then you make us take the shirt off of under the meanie. Um, <laughs> it'll be a pro wrestling. It'll be eventually a pro wrestling slash foundation radio whenever we can get that set up. Very cool. That, to that that will be neat. So just keep keep typing that in and clicking it every day, and then we'll find <laughs> out if it happens. Um, uh, hey, we don't want to forget the fact that September 11th uh, in Port Henry, yeah. New York, Meany and I are going to be there uh, doing a meet and greet and signing our uh, wrestling buddies, courtesy of Brothers Gatter. Um, so definitely check out brothersgatter.com uh, or mindofthemeany.com. We have the information there as well. Uh, get your tickets now. They're going fast. Um and I, I'm, I don't know if they've limited virtual ones, but I think they might have just from a time constraint. So, uh, so if you're going to do virtual, you know, we would love to talk to you. Uh, we really enjoy that. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. And of course, if anybody is going to be uh, at the Top Guy weekend, um, come say hello. I would love to meet you in person. Uh, get vaccinated and wear a mask first, but uh, but I'd love to meet you Please. in person. Uh, you can pull yeah. your mask down for photos if need be. Uh, but uh, also, if you're gonna be, if you're not gonna be there, but you're gonna be at all out, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I may be there at all out. Uh, I'm also, um, I'm certainly not on the show, but uh, I'm also going to be doing something with GCW. Uh, although I do not know if that's going to, we're going to be doing a fight and focus, but because the scheduling with the top guy weekend, not sure exactly when that's going to be. And it may be before fans are there, but if I'm there, come say hello. Um, and, uh, and Hey, in the meantime, let's see when you're going to be listening to this. Uh, okay. You'll be listening to this after, uh, the NWA is in St. Louis. So, uh, hope I saw you there. Um, cause I'm going to be there for a couple of nights. Um, and I should add, Calvin and I are going to be there. And I just got an email. They're putting us up in individual rooms. Oh, yeah, that's fancy. Uh, that, that's that that uh, that Billy Corgan money right there. You know, <laughs> stack that paper. Yeah. Um, no, so that's really cool. Um, so I won't have to wake up to all night long. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's it. Meanie, anything else you'd like to say before we go so that you had the opportunity to say something today? <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Adam. Thank you, Josh, for taking the pressure off me for having to be a, a jabber jaw myself. Uh, no, seriously, uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I loved working with both. I love working with both of you. Uh, and thank you to our fans uh, for supporting us and uh, welcoming Adam into the fold. Uh, thank you for supporting us, whether it's at Pro Wrestling Tees or Manscape and all of our our ventures that we have going on. We're just 
cool, fun little podcast over here and is getting to do a lot of cool things, you know, especially retro mania wrestling, oh, God, you yeah. know, with you know, the wrestler and Josh as a, the ring announcer, you know, did you see that uh, picture not to step on your toes, but did you see yeah. somebody tweeted out a picture of the, was the IRK? Yeah. So they have the retro mania yeah. arcade and they've got the game and they've got the picture is Nick Aldis versus you with me standing in the middle and behind us on the game or that's on the, that's on the game. And then in front of that sitting on the console, there is our cello toys of Aldis and you and me in the middle. And it was just with the NWA replica belt on top yeah. of the, it, it, it so just cool. blew me away. I feel so fortunate to be a part of that or even in like, it, it blows my mind. It's so cool. Um, Absolutely. And, and that's that's thanks to, of course, Meanie, um, but it's also thanks to all of you and all of your support, because um, you easily, you know, in all seriousness, me and Adam both, um, you could just not listen. You could go, I love the blue Meanie. I'll buy his merch. I'll do whatever, but I don't want to listen to these guys, you know. And uh, and we we talk a lot, so you know, I appreciate. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, let's get me to 2000 before you get Adam there. Uh, I will tattoo nothing on myself. Uh, <laughs> I have no incentive. But I, there's no incentive other than just to make me happy. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, but, uh, Meanie, I'm sorry. I cut you off while you were thanking everybody. And <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you who support us and make this thing possible. Because if it wasn't for you, we'd just be three guys, uh, talking to ourselves. So, uh, thank you for each and every week that you follow Mind of the Meaning. Yes, and uh, we, uh, oh, son of a whore. Al Snow is, uh, fuck. Uh, fuck. Uh, Fucking hell, I knew it. I had it written down. I said, Al Snow, grocery list. This is Make awkward. sure he gets in. This is awful. Fuck. Because it's episode what? 75, and I really wanted to. Should I had, I had Al Snow. New seltzer from Ugly, and uh, take a shit. And yeah. I, I, I did two things. I, if you tell me to do three things, yeah. I'll do two of those things. I did the seltzer and take a shit yeah. today. Well, I first just of all, shit. thank you for taking the yeah. shit. Uh, okay. Oh, Josh. Also, sorry about your chair too. I know it was wet. Um, mm. I just got really excited when he was when Meanie and I were talking about New Jack, and I just peed a little. So um, it should come out. Use some resolve. And maybe some vinegar. You should be just fine. Uh, Febreze. Yes. Um, hey, by the way, before we go, uh, Patreon members can see this. This is my ceiling right now in my office. Whoa! Um, which is why I'm using the camera for my laptop and everything's all discombobulated here. Uh, <laughs> we're, uh, so I thought, I thought my, yeah, I thought my, my chair was just moist from, uh, from, from that, from the from the leakage but apparently it was from the leakage it was just yours um you're welcome anyway. you're welcome oh thank you so much <laughs> uh well that's it for us uh this was a blast uh al i'm so sorry we'll uh we'll, we'll yeah next week i feel confident oh bless you i feel confident I kill, fucking killed mcguana there that, uh, yeah oh man um joke a horse uh, I feel confident that we'll get Al on here next time. Um, as we take another trip into the mind <laughs> of the meanie. The world of MLW Radio never stops.